0: welcome to another episode of Thoughtful Christianity. I am Josh and with me as always is my friend Jay Broom. Jay, how you doing?
1: I am splendid this evening.
0: Wow, very proper. I'm pretty sure last time you were a little bit more trendy. Are you tapping into something new today?
1: I wish I could tell you that it was a part of a Grand Master Plan to uh, you know keep the viewers, the readers, the listeners guessing, but you know it's not.
0: So just came out of you, mm. Jay. I've got a question. Are you ready
1: for your question? The standard intro question.
0: Yeah, it's new. It Folks, if you missed last week, Jay and I just instituted a weird little question at the beginning. We we're going to alternate asking it. The other person does not know what it is, and Jay started off with. What is your least favorite vegetable?
1: But we need to explain this because the thing is we wanted to have something at the beginning to generate a little casual talk. And mm. because I think we were trying for a long time to do like the contrived small talk about like what's going on in your life when we'd already been yeah. talking yeah. for like 30 minutes and we already like knew what the other <laughs> was going to say. And so yeah. we're trying to bring some fresh content for the Some listeners. authenticity.
0: Hmm. Okay, right. Jay so
1: hashtag raw
0: mm-hmm. what is your favorite disney movie
1: disney movie oh shoot um
0: like we're talking classics oh does high school musical not count then <laughs> it does not <laughs> get out of here with that oh so you're talking about like pixar no i'm talking about disney wait like, is pixar not disney at one point no
1: i don't disney think pixar. i'm talking like what is disney. your answer <laughs> I have to make sure I'm answering a Disney movie. Is The Incredibles a Disney movie? Like, I don't even know if I like it. It's like the first one I can think about. <laughs> really?
0: I, don't, I honestly don't know like, if The Incredibles Cinderella? is a Disney movie. Is that, what, like, Cinderella is that is a Disney, Disney movie? movie? Yeah. Oh. Like, I don't like that. I, mean, I haven't watched <laughs> it in a number of years.
1: I don't even know. Like, I guess I'm thinking about Disney World now.
0: I'm loving seeing you try and think of a Disney movie.
1: So, my... Th- Here's my thought process. I went to Disney World. I've been on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So that's <laughs> what I can think about. <laughs> so you're going to say the Pirates of the Caribbean answer.
0: is your favorite Disney movie. <laughs> first You one, know yeah, what? Honestly. Ever. I, I watched that recently and it's a you great movie. the
1: soundtrack, okay?
0: No, it is really awesome. One,
1: I think we should be specific.
0: Yeah. First Curse one's good. Black second Pearl. one's okay. And then the rest are not
1: Curse of the good. Black Pearl or Get Out.
0: Mm-hmm absolutely i agree with you there i don't agree that i'm
1: talking curse of the black pearl i don't want to (laughs) talk
0: i can't believe that you just said that pirates of the caribbean is your favorite disney movie even though it's a great movie but like not a classic
1: i can't think of any disney movies like that i'm like oh i really liked like that one like I, i don't i don't watch movies i don't watch disney movies in particular not because mm. I think I have anything against them. I just think they're catering mostly them. towards children. Right? Am I wrong? You were once a child. You were once You're a right. child, Jay. And then there's a Bible verse about this. And now I'm a, an adult. And so I do as adult. Put and away school, the and child I cast of things. off the things of the child. Yeah. So there's a biblical basis for everything that I do. <laughs> hmm.
0: That doesn't sound like context.
1: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: um. Well, mine is Alice so, in Wonderland. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Like the Johnny Depp remake?
0: Oh my gosh, I hate the, you. Wait, <laughs> really? No. What? <laughs> You're the worst. I, no, Alice in
1: Wonderland. I've... I can confidently say that I have not... I have no idea what that movie's about.
0: Neither do I. She falls through Still the radical. one of my favorites. That's all I know. Yeah, and lots of drugs. I've, it's a dope movie. I don't know.
1: I've, I've probably seen it. It's probably been... 20
0: years (laughs) you're gonna have to sit down and watch some Disney movies
1: like what are some other Disney movies
0: Cinderella Snow White Pocahontas Bugs Life Aladdin Peter Pan Tangled okay Brave Princess and the Frog I'm gonna name just 10 though I think I could do more uh what's the Frozen oh whatever no oh, well, well that was my question of the week. Next week we'll it see was, what Jay comes think, up with. I
1: think people know people know me better now. Probably not yeah. the better. Like people are like disappointed <laughs> in me.
0: Yes, they're cringing through this like introduction. That's good.
1: You know, I like the good question. I think it got some good banter going. Mm, you know, I'm yes. I'm unapologetic.
0: It humanizes us.
1: Unapologetus. That's not what that means. But <laughs> what? <laughs> Involved the so it's without an excuse. Romans one, fam. Oh my goodness! Right?
0: Wow! You really do have a <laughs> biblical reason for everything you do. Wow!
1: <laughs> but so you wanted to get going. On the oh, I want to get going.
0: I think we have a fun topic on our hands, which who knows what that means. I never can tell. Like when I think a topic's fun, I can never tell if it's going to be like a good topic or like a really engaging one. It just seems fun, you know? And this one man, seems really
1: fun. That's all that counts, Josh.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, score's fun to fun, right? As
1: long as you're having fun. Yep. You yeah.
0: Didn't we once say on the podcast, it doesn't matter about the listeners. It's what we want. I'm pretty sure we did.
1: Yeah. In the spirit of Captain Jack Sparrow, this is my pirate show. <laughs> Captain Jack
0: Sparrow. Are you going to be quoting that movie the whole time? Because if you don't,
1: I'll be no, disappointed. But you know what we definitely need? We need Alex to pipe in some of the. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: You're welcome. Alex, make your magic. Hook it up, fam. Wow. <laughs> oh, we man. Can't take the pirates. When I asked that question, I was not expecting <laughs> you to start going off on pirates, but. And let's... that's why you ask. That's why you ask, exactly. All right. So, enough about Disney movies. Top. We could say too much. Jay? Our topic today is, where do you go when you die? Assuming you is a Christian.
1: In a casket in the ground. Boom. (laughs) Done. What?
0: (laughs) The podcast just ends. Alex has the like nice music coming in. (laughs) Outro. Yes. Wow. No. But yes, but no. Wait, what's that meme? Well, yes, but actually no.
1: Yes, but actually no. Yeah, and it's like the claymation guy. I
0: don't know what that's from. It's a pirate. That's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen.
1: Pirates. This episode's theme. So it would seem.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Should I just name this episode
1: "Pirates"?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we are talking about heaven, but more specifically, where you go when you die, and we're going to make that distinction more clear. But there is a distinction between just us saying heaven and where you go when you die. One's more specific.
1: Yeah. And I, I think we were in agreement. This was a good thing to talk about because mm-hmm. the way that it gets discussed in Christian circles, I think we identified some, maybe some gaps or some mm-hmm. inconsistencies if you will. Yeah. So we wanted to unveil what the Bible actually says about it. You know, it, it's we're Christians and we're, we always talk about how like, you know, we we talk about eternal life, right? And we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, the future. We have like a an optimism for the future, a long, long term future. Yeah. Uh, depending on your eschatology. There's a fun mm-hmm. buzzword. Um, but again, we, we're all sold, John three sixteen, right? Eternal life. Romans two twenty three, yeah. eternal life. And so we're trying to I think, you know, again, we're trying to flesh that out. What does it look like? That's a lo- eternity is a long time. What am I gonna be doing for eternity? Yeah. And I think that we're going to be. But even that might be veering too much off topic, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it.
0: But I mean, it's all related, you know? So basically, what we're going to be talking about today is there's a distinction between what the Bible itself terms the new heavens and new earth, and what, and it's not said in the Bible, but it's implicit, is the intermediate or present heaven, right? If there's a new heaven, there's got to be an old heaven. There's new earth. We know there's an old earth. We're standing on it right now. So basically what Jay and I are going to be going through is just thinking through when we die as Christians, we go somewhere. What is that like? What do we know about that place? It is heaven, right? I mean, we know it's called heaven, but what is there to do? What are we going to be like? What is it going to be like? We're going to go as far as the Bible allows us to, which is actually not that far, to be honest.
1: Yeah, to get you guys really excited. It's not that much. No. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, this is very much like a, if I died today type of thing. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Because again, we talk, when you read Revelation 21, Yeah, you, you talk about the new heavens and the new earth. But that's at an undisclosed time in the future. Yeah. And yeah, we got, you know, people died today.
0: They got to go somewhere. Yeah. And... One of the earliest beliefs about it. One of the earliest aberrant beliefs. There were correct beliefs. But one of the earliest problematic beliefs was origin. Way early. I'm talking like I think he's 400 AD. He's somewhere in that range. And that's the guy's
1: name is Origin.
0: Yes. Not like and he's the at origin the beginning at
1: the origin. Yeah. Origin. His is name like is an, Origin. It's an E,
0: right? It is. Yeah. And but he he furthered a view called soul sleep, which is the idea that you so say a Christian dies, they kind of their soul just goes to bed and stays in their body asleep, not conscious, just out of it. And then when the new heavens and new earth happen, that's when they wake up. We're not going to argue for that. There's no evidence of that. And so instead, we're going to work on the intermediate heaven. Say, what does the Bible teach us about it? and its qualities. Yeah. So where do we start? Well, I think what we start with is probably where the problem originates from, which is many people, actually, so I read a book a long time ago and I refreshed myself recently uh, called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. He, in his chapter on the intermediate state or the intermediate heaven, he writes that in his studies, he found that many books on heaven don't distinguish between the two and they make the mistake of just jumbling them all together. So I think where we start is by saying, how are the present heaven and the new heavens different? Mm. That is a real question. That's a tactical way of throwing the question back at me, huh? It absolutely is. Yeah. Very tactical. It's not a softball either. I'm throwing it at you.
1: So the new heavens and new earth, again, I think, is like the classic heaven that I always thought about like growing up. Mm-hmm. John's vision is like a city right? And the streets are paved with gold. And there's, you know, stones in the foundation of the walls and all this, right? Where you're like, oh, like, it seems like a really, like, luxurious place that materialistically is like, oh, like, that sounds like great. Like, that sounds like, you know, that's kind of what I think Abu Dhabi is probably actually like, or like, whatever those, uh, Dubai is like that big city, right? And like the UAE, where it's like, the fanciful money and all that stuff that like super just
0: massive
1: yeah so like in a
0: materialistic way why don't we start with the uh passage
1: oh yeah it's probably good sorry i cut you off go ahead no i was just talking about the uae and that's probably not super constructive ah
0: (laughs) all right revelation 21 and if you're wondering this is a great song by the ghost ship as well then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away So notice that the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. Clear difference. That's hard for me to picture, Jay, is the sea was no more. Does that mean there's like no oceans or Mm. anything? Global warming. But this is a positive thing. (laughs) And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. And this is probably a lot of people will, this is like the the hope that we cling to is he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, I love, I love that Jesus, and he, when he gives this vision to John, he, he turns in the vision to John and he says, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. To the one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. And I guess we'll, we'll leave it there, but that is the beginning of John's vision of the new heavens and new earth. But note that this happens after the judgment. Cause it keeps going, right? It goes on for a long time, but there's like some things that probably not worth us mentioning now.
1: Yeah. That's getting into the details I was talking yeah. about, right? Like I was talking about like, the streets of gold, stuff like that, but that's all yeah. wrapped up at, you know, through the end of chapter 21. So again, like it's like, it's like describing a very like physical tangible place Yeah, I think that's like the stereotypical, quote unquote, like image of heaven that I think a lot of people conjure to mind. Yeah.
0: You know, like, oh, when I die, I'm going to be on the streets of gold. And that's simply that simply is not what the Bible says. The Bible just says that this is what the new heavens and new earth are going to look like. The old has passed away, meaning wherever you go when you die, that is actually going to pass away. And instead, there will be this new heavens and new earth. And it's going to have streets of gold. There's going to be no suffering, no crying, no mourning, no sorrow. And so, yeah, one of the major differences to understand is like what happens to you in the heaven, the intermediate heaven, is going to happen on a grander scale, and I don't even mean this fully, to the world. You know, think of like heaven, like we're very self, I hate to say this, but we're very self-centered when we think of heaven, whereas the new heavens were very... Global cosmic, overwhelmingly, like this dominates the entirety of everything. All creation returns to its natural order.
1: Hmm. So you're you're making some Genesis parallels. Mm-hmm. Everything's like back to Garden of Eden status. So you're
0: saying, kind of, well, maybe. I don't know if there's scriptural grounds for better. that. Better. Better is how I'd answer that. Hmm. Nancy Guthrie has a great. I believe it's a book, but I heard it in speech form where she walks through the weaknesses of the Garden of Eden and the, the beauty and strength and the superiority of the new heavens and new earth. And, that, and that's a fantastic listen hmm. because she argues like Adam is tempted in the Garden of Eden. And the new heavens and new earth temptation is eliminated. Like it, it's just this beautiful thing where it, things don't return to how they were. They get better.
1: Interesting, Man, that's a tasty morsel. Every last one.
0: That is, I know. mm, Like a a little nugget of gold in whatever this is.
1: I want 50% of your plunder. 15. 40. 25.
0: So, Jay, let's talk about, let's just think about what is the same. Because there are similarities, right, between these two things. I mean, I think the biggest one is the presence of God. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God that does carry over into the intermediate state right mm-hmm. and like is there any passage that you go to for that specifically
1: um gosh let me look i have on my list here not a good one i guess really at least not my studies
0: well like uh, i'm sure it's
1: there but what i'm looking yeah, at yeah. what i re- wrote down
0: yeah what about like philippines one Oh yeah, you're right. He says, "Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be put to shame, but that will with full courage now as always Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death, for me to live is Christ and die, to die is gain." If I'm to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. And here's the key thing is my desire is to depart and be with Christ for that is far better. So, I mean, I think we can say for certain that the intermediate state, the intermediate heaven, or even just to call it heaven, right? We'll we'll attach new heaven to new heaven and just say heaven for now. Christ is there. You go to be with Christ or like Think about Luke 23, I believe, right? You will be with me this day in paradise. That is a promise given to a believer that immediately after he dies, that day, he would be with Jesus where Jesus was going. And Jesus was going back to the Father. And so I think like one of the carryovers, one of the things that is certain is that between the two heavens, you are going to be in the presence of the Lord. Like we are not claiming soul sleep or some sort of form of that. We're saying you will be in the presence of God when you die.
1: Yeah. And like, again, I think there's, there's passages where it talks about like falling asleep or like those who are asleep mm-hmm. and we understand that to mean death, those yeah. who are dead. Like that's not actual like a sleep. Maybe that's where
0: the soul sleep idea came from. Honestly, I think he does defend it with those passages. He says, "Well, they're asleep, duh, so their souls are asleep." But I, I don't think that that's accurate, of course.
1: So yeah, no, you're right. And of course, I had this passage written down. I just, you know,
0: I knew you did. I can't connect the dots like the seminary student. I guess. Hey, man! Um, anyone can do anything.
1: Wow, Josh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
0: Never mind. You have to be a seminary student. <laughs> um but there are differences right between the new heavens and new earth and this heaven like jay we're making a big deal about it so what is the difference
1: well one is the absence of your physical body
0: Mm. well that's not bad jay don't we want to escape our physical form That's probably not what you had in mind no it is oh um no yeah, yeah no wait Jay, isn't matter bad? And, but they're
1: going to be glorified bodies.
0: No, no, no. But I'm leaving this body. This body is a cage. And I'm going to be free in spirit yeah. in heaven. Isn't that great? Like, shouldn't I want that?
1: Um. Well, like, you could want that. But you should want what the Bible says. Mm. The Bible says. Different.
0: Yeah. Well, because so I'm, I'm giving you this complaint because. I taught a lot of Sunday schools for older common one. older people, and there's definitely an emphasis on spirit and a de-emphasis on bodies. They call, and I'm not saying it's bad to call it this, but it is kind of like, it's not ideal. It's definitely not the way the Bible talks about it, but like, oh, my body's a cage. Like this body of death. It's weak. This body of, yes, my weakness. Like, it's susceptible my flesh. to
1: disease and mm-hmm. decay oh, yeah. and disability and pain.
0: And flesh, right? It's a very literalization of what Paul's term flesh means, right? Paul's not meaning your literal mm. skin and blood and meat. It's yeah, the, it's the corrupted nature. mankind. Yes, but, but you know, it, a lot of people do emphasize it as like, oh my gosh, like my fleshly body is corrupted and wicked and evil and I just want to get out of it, man. I just want to, I want to leave. So that's why I gave you that question of like, well, isn't it great to leave your body? Because I think that that's what people naturally ask. Randy Alcorn calls it Christoplatonism, meaning that it's taken some things from platonic philosophy, meaning that matter is bad, like matter is naturally bad. And spirit is naturally good. And that's, again, that's the Plato coming in.
1: So that's say you're going to have to do some serious explaining, going around words like, would you say Christoplatonism?
0: Yeah, Christoplatonic or Christoplatonism. That's a
1: seminary word if I've ever heard one.
0: Actually, I never heard it in seminary. Just in Randy Alcorn.
1: Still. I think it's oh, Gnostic. It's, you know,
0: the Christian academia types. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's You're just... You're making it too academic. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Let me... It's, your body is good. Childlike faith, okay? Childlike faith. <laughs> so what? what do we say to that, you know? Because I mean, I feel like that is a fair ish point in that you're making sense of some passages, maybe not all the Bible. Because I mean, you could point to Paul in Romans 7 says, like, who will save me from this body of death? Paul says to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord, right? So shouldn't we desire to be absent from our mm. body? Our body keeps us from being present with the Lord.
1: Mm. Well, I think my answer still goes back to what I said earlier. Like, the Bible says different, and so I'm going to ride with that.
0: <laughs> so where do you see it in the Bible?
1: Like 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. Interesting. Right? So let me flip there. Let me see. I, that's not the best passage. I know you have better ones,
0: but... I have one that I really like, but where do you see it?
1: 13 to 18. The times are like, Lord will send from heaven in 16. Yeah, I see it. Voice of the Archangel... The dead in Christ will rise first. Mm. The dead in Christ, like what's arising there? It's got to be their body, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah,
0: no, I I would agree. It's their body. Is resurrection? I don't think
1: their spirits there. Yeah, yeah. So we understand. I was
0: thinking of. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, we need to hear yours because yours is probably the good one that makes your point nicely.
0: Well, it's just something that I always find funny is that. Yeah, sorry, I made the point. I should have given the verse too. One thing I always find very funny is that we quote, I even quoted it in a fake argument against you right now. Is right, I said, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Well, check out that passage. It's uh, 2 Corinthians 5. In that passage, Paul makes the exact opposite argument. He says... For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home, and he's referring to your body, by the way, you can see that from the context, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed. Paul says, no. My, yeah, I hate this body. I hate that it's corrupted. I hate that it's, that it's weakened. But he doesn't hate it because matter's bad. He hates it because it's not as good as matter should be. He longs for perfected flesh. It's one of my, just one of the most fascinating passages is that we quote this one little section. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. But Literally right before that, he says, I would rather be more clothed rather than less. I would rather have a greater flesh than no flesh at all.
1: Mm. So are you saying then that this intermediate heaven state that we're talking about is less desirable?
0: Than the new heavens? Yeah, I I would definitely say that. One of maybe the points we should make in this podcast is argue that.
1: Yeah, like I think the new heavens, new earth is like apex, but the kind of intermediate heaven we advocate for is a desirable place still, like coming arguments you were talking about from Paul, right? Where it's like, I'd rather be there type of thing, but I know I should be here.
0: Yeah, it's the intermediate state or intermediate heaven is more desirable than earth, but it is less yes. desirable than full consummation. And the thing that I think we ought to think about is that we don't have to go through it in that order. Jesus could come back, and you will not taste death, and you will just be glorified. Right? Paul says that in a twinkle of an eye, we will be changed. Those who are left alive, First Corinthians fifteen, which was actually the sermon topic for um, my church today, which very much fit Ooh. with our topic. Really great. And so, yeah, I mean, we should be happy to die and be received by the Lord. I think that this has been my attitude for the last few years while I've studied this is I would be much more happy for the Lord to come and me never taste death. Death's not a good thing. It's a a cruel, outrageous condition for God's people to die. And yet it happens and the Lord uses it to bring us to himself, but I would much rather not taste death, not because I'm a coward, but because there's something greater. And so one thing that I wanted to just make a real mention to is your longing should not be to be unclothed. It should be to be more fully clothed. You should long for total domination of sin and destruction of sin and death and suffering for the entirety of the new heavens and new earth, rather than just to escape it for yourself for a moment. And it's funny, I even see in many texts that those who are in heaven await the new heavens and new earth. You go up there, it's a, it's a waiting room. It's a glorious, amazing, Christ-filled waiting room. Uh, and nothing more than that, right? It's, it's not our end goal. It's not our end kingdom. The saints in Revelation 6 are those who are slain. And they say, Lord, when will you bring justice against those who have slain us, who have martyred us? They're saying, Lord, when is your consummation? And he says, rest and wait a little longer. So, I mean, w- what do we do in heaven? Oh, it's, a, it's a glorified, really, actually, it's not glorified, but it's a, a wondrous waiting room. Man. And we'll be reunited, I do believe, with other dead saints. And it's gonna be amazing, and no one's gonna be like, Man, I wish I was back on earth. This is just boring. They're not gonna say that, but it isn't what we long for. In heaven, you will long for the new heavens and new earth. So
1: in that Revelation Six passage, because you sent me that and I was just like, What is this saying? Like, I didn't grasp a lot, but like, is that delineating like just all Christians that have died, or is it particularly like talking to martyrs?
0: It specifically in this passage is referring to the martyrs who cry out for justice because they were slain unjustly mm. and so there is a level where we can't say in this passage exists everyone, but the martyrs at least that are given a voice in this passage do in fact long wait and cry out, and so i I'm taking from that that I do think that everyone is in that state
1: no. This is an unscripted question, but... Well, I love those. Is
0: there, They're my favorite. Is that indicative of like a hierarchy? Well, I have no idea. Mm. I think that there may be something in line with that in the new heavens and new earth, but I, I, there's no passage that teaches me that in the, for the old heavens, sure. the present heavens. Yeah. I mean, we don't even want to get into my discussion on rewards because <laughs> that's, that's a heavy topic. Womp, womp. Yeah, that's dude. That's a uh, that's a real complicated You're one. You're clear mythology. That's what they call it. Mythology. Mm-hmm. Not it's, uh, mythology. Nope, not that. Mythos. It's Greek for reward. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what we've 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 done a good job. Is there any anywhere that you'd want to go to continue discussing like the difference between new heavens and new earth and uh, the intermediate heaven? Uh, I don't think so. Then I, I one thing I want to make sure we do is I don't want anyone to leave the podcast and think, wow, the present heaven sucks. Like that would be terrible. We would be doing great injustice <laughs> if they left the podcast. And we're like, man, like I don't want to go there. Like that's the worst because the Bible doesn't talk about the new, the intermediate state that way. Paul says he literally calls it far better. And so like, Jay, where's the comfort? We've spent a decent amount of time trashing it. And I know we haven't, but where is the comfort?
1: Well, there's a couple things I think we've already said that kind of are comforting, right? We looked at the Luke 23, 43, where Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. So we understand that Ardicio. that day, Jesus is there and Jesus himself calls it paradise. So mm-hmm. that would lend me to believe, to think like, this is something worth looking forward to.
0: Yeah, that that word, though, interestingly enough, in is a very is a Persian concept. It's a Persian word. Mm. It's Greek, but it translates over pretty well. It's the idea of a royal garden. And so it's like it's very reminiscent of the Garden of Eden. Mm. And it's very reminiscent of the honor of being associated with royalty to to be a friend of royalty. Uh, So There's a lot to unpack there that we probably can't, but. It's a it's an incredible offer to say, like when when you die, you will be in paradise with the King of Kings. It's an incredible comfort. But I interrupted you mid list. So what else do you got? Well,
1: like you were talking about just a minute ago, like Paul refers to it as far better, mm-hmm. right? As somewhere that he would go if he died today, being far better than where we are. Again, it's the presence of the Lord and if we understand God right then like that is a reward like it's a glorious thing for yeah. those that have been redeemed right like yeah that's something we're looking forward to yeah i don't i don't know what's bad about
0: that so <laughs> no i mean it is an amazing gift is that we get to dwell with the lord and that doesn't end you know it just gets better because you just go from dwelling with the lord in some sort of temporary capacity to dwelling with the Lord forever in his kingdom physically so yeah it's not bad it just gets better. <laughs> so I mean there is great comfort I think in the intermediate state you know I, I think of for me uh, people I know who have gone ahead who are who are in heaven and first Thessalonians 4 tells us it literally Paul says, I'm telling you this so that you can encourage each other so you can have comfort. So let me flip there so I don't just speak out of my memory because everyone knows my memory is not as good as it it never was good. But he says, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hopes. So like, no, like Paul's telling them this so that they won't grieve like other people do, so that they'll be comforted. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so like, I don't know, I don't want people who have built a a, a lot of comfort. I mean, as I have over the deceased being in heaven, like to be like, oh my gosh, wow, I was so wrong. I, I don't feel that comfort. Paul comforts us by teaching us that, they are already with the Lord. Note that God will bring with him that word in Greek almost exclusively almost exclusively refers to taking something along with you, meaning that the thing that you bring the thing that's moving is moving with you, meaning that God has to already has these believers with him, and he brings them down to us and so the amazing thing that Paul's encouraging the Christians with is when God comes when, when Christ comes to consummate his kingdom, he doesn't just come alone. That would be good enough. He comes so that we reunite with Christ as we reunite with all of the saints who have already gone before. I mean, I, to me, that is, there's no wonder Paul says, encourage one another with these words. The encouragement isn't they're in the new heavens and new earth. The encouragement is when the new heavens and new earth come You will be reunited with all of them if you live to see it.
1: I mean, Paul talks about in Philippians three twenty. He says that our citizenship is in heaven. Like that's literally like Mm -hmm. where we belong. Like that's yeah. Think about what 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 it means to be a citizen of a country. Like that's like a place of origin, oftentimes, right? Like that's where I make my home. That is, you know, like that's the government that I am underneath. So again, yeah, that's a a good thing. Again, like that's. Where we belong, type of thing. Yeah. So, and then also something that it talks about the transformation of our bodies. So, ooh, yes, yeah. which is, I mean, I'm making all the points that I had written down that I just didn't think about at the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's all right here. I just didn't say it.
0: Yes, You're, you have a postscript, don't you? An epilogue. Hmm. So, I think as we kind of probably wrap up, unless there's more we have to discuss, I think Jay and I discussed this before and and decided that the way that we want to leave. This podcast is by emphasizing the decision, not just emphasizing like what conversion is or anything, but, but emphasizing that there is a heaven. There is a hell that one is better and one is better than earth and one is infinitely worse. And so it's, I mean, I think it's a call to us who have the gift to evangelize. It's a call to those who don't If you're not a Christian, none of these blessings, it really wouldn't matter to you what the intermediate heaven is like and what the new heavens and new earth is like, because that is not going to be where you are. And so, I mean, if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this, I I pray that you will reach out to us. I mean, of course, we would love to talk with you, but to any Christian you know, seek the Lord, for he will be found. He's not hiding from you.
1: Yeah, I mean we we pull from the text of Luke sixteen nineteen to thirty one where it talks about the contrast of a, a rich man and Lazarus and Lazarus is poor and uh, he's like so he's covered in sores right and he has this tragic life and then you fast forward and Lazarus is in heaven and this rich man is in in Hades it says and mm-hmm. talks about a great chasm being fixed between them and. The rich man in Hades says, he talks to Abraham, who is, it talks about in, in this heaven, right? And he says, mm-hmm. you know, send someone to tell my like, relatives that are still on earth, like, what is to come? Because I, I don't want them to make, like, the same mistake I did, essentially, yeah. right? He says, starting in 27, he says, I, I beg you then, Father, to send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers so that he may warn them. Lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, and this is kind of a, a crucial crux here, is that Abraham said they have Moses and the prophets; let them hear them. And so he says they have the Bible, right? Like they have yeah. Scripture. Like let them hear that. Like that is sufficient to warn them. So I think that's what we're trying to say: is heed the warning, right? Like if you're yeah. listening and you haven't, you don't have relationship with Christ, then heed the
0: warning. And if you do, bring the warning, bring it to all, bring it to everyone that you can ever even have a contact with. Because the intermediate state is is a glorious, wonderful place. And the new heavens and new earth are a glorious, wondrous place, a glorified, wondrous place. But hell exists as well. And just because we didn't cover it doesn't mean that it Is not there the lake of fire will exist, and so we we pray that you would go out and share the good news of the God of heaven, the Christ who dwells in heaven.
1: So yeah, I don't know that we can get much more uh, plain with that. Yeah, and I think it's an appropriate tone to end on.
0: I think yeah,
1: a charge to go and do to put this kind of knowledge into action. Right, understanding that yeah, there's consequences. There's real stakes.
0: So we're going to leave it at that. I hope you enjoyed this awful Christianity thing. You know, Jay, I mean, with these topics, I feel like I'm so grateful for the format of this, that it can just be a conversation because there's some things we can know and there's some that we don't. And I always enjoy figuring things out with you. So we're going to leave it there. Please like, subscribe, like, and subscribe. That's right. Notifications,
1: whatever they say.
0: Yeah. Smash that like button. That's all right. And check back next week for another episode of Thoughtful Christianity Podcast. So what now, Jack Sparrow? We to be two immortals locked in an epic battle until Judgment Day and the trumpet sound, Or you could surrender.